0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Now here comes the conversation with Tyler Perry. I'm over at the Hoodie Awards. When you're sitting down there and you and I talking and you say to me, Monique, you really need to go to Cannes because if you go and if you get nominated for the Oscar, your next movie will be three to five million dollars. If you win it, your next movie will be 6 to $8 million. I said, Tyler Perry, look at me. I'm a black woman. Tell me when a black woman got that kind of payday in Hollywood? What I cannot do, brother, is work for free. So he says, I'm not in the business of giving away money. Mm. I said, and I'm not in the business of working for free. Now here come the call from Oprah Winfrey.
2: I'm a diverse individual. All of this shit is real. Everybody's like, ah, what is it? Is he a family man? Is he a trapper? Is he a ladies man? Well, I'm all of it. All of it. I beat your ass, kiss your girl, and go tuck my kids in. And then I show up and lead a march on the weekend. <laughs> it's all real. Real, real. This is Expeditiously. I am tilt T.I. Harry. Come on. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the following experience is not a test. The conversations and stories expressed on this podcast are meant to be an expression of purpose and truth. This show, properly entitled Expeditiously, is a free exchange of ideas and opinions. No judgment, no preconceived beliefs, no fear. You're encouraged to share your thoughts and ask any question as long as it's done with respect. And that's through true love and respect for others that we will change the world and speak truth to power, one show at a time. Now without further ado, this is Expeditiously. I'm Tip T.I. Harris. What's going on, man? Welcome to Expeditiously. I'm your host, Tip T.I. Harris. On this show, we sit down with uh, some of the most relevant uh, people of our culture, of our generation, and have discussions that can push the culture and the generation forward. Um... Our next guest is a comedian and actress. She first gained fame as a member of the Queens of Comedy, uh, among other things, as well as her role as Nicole Nikki Parker in the UPN series The Parkers, all while making a name as a stand-up comedian, hosting a variety of venues, including Showtime at the Apollo. Monique transitioned in the film with roles like uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. In 2002, she, along with several other female comedians, earned a Grammy Award nomination for Best Comedy Album. In 2009, she she garnered critical acclaim for her performance as an abusive Mary Lee Johnson in the film Precious and won numerous awards, including, but not limited to, the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. So she got an Oscar on y'all lad. Anyway, she hosted the Monique Show, a late night talk show that premiered in 2009 on BET. And in 2015, she drew rave reviews for her performance as Ma Rainey in the HBO biopic Bessie. That's the one with uh, Queen Latifah, if I'm not mistaken, and Mike Epps. You know what I'm saying? It was a good film. If y'all, ain't, if y'all ain't seen it, you need to go check it out. She also earned a Primetime Emmy Award nomination. Please welcome to the show the amazing, the talented, the legendary Miss Monique. What's going on? And well, I have my better half with me, so I'm, uh, of course we cannot leave out our second guest. Uh, alongside her is her partner and husband, Sidney Hicks. He is an actor, a producer, known for Blackbird in 2014, Interwoven in 2016, and Monique and Friends Live from Atlanta 2020. Uh, he's been him and Monique has been married since May of uh, what is it, May 20th? Two mm-hmm. They have two children and I personally am looking forward to learning a bit about his journey. I'd like to welcome you as well. Uh Mr. Sidney Fitz, how you doing? Thank you for coming to Expedition.
0: Thank you for having me, brother.
2: And of course I have my better half Miss Tamika Harris here. Yes,
3: thank
2: you. All right. Now we are here <laughs> I
1: cannot with the two
2: of y'all.
1: I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm not
4: gonna
2: be able to do this whole show like this with the two of y'all. <laughs> now we, we we are here, you know, in Uh, in very, I guess, questionable times we have joined each other in the midst of the quarantine. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? I think it's very imperative that we t- all take a pause and check on each other and ask how, how you guys do it?
1: We're doing wonderful. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah.
2: okay. Well, Drinking
1: that ginger, that turmeric. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got
2: all that. We're yeah, we, we, we taking uh, shots of everything.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds
2: of vitamins. All kinds of vitamin C and sea uh, moss and yes. all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. Keeping you know. that immune system strong. I already told you, if I catch Corona, I'm a to fart of that. it out. You know, you going to come right on out the right way, the way nature intended. Uh, now, Monique, looking back, uh, you've done so much shit, man. I mean, I mean, phenomenal, legendary shit.
1: Thank
2: you. Uh, comedy, acting, uh, talk show hosts, you name it. Like, what do you think is the hardest of those? Wow, the hardest? Yeah, the most difficult.
1: I've never looked at any of it as being hard. Oh. Like, I've never, I, wow, I've never been accessed
4: <laughs> no kind of I've
1: never, ever looked at any of it being hard because I've always looked at all of it as here's this little girl walking in her dream. Mm-hmm. So none of it was ever like, oh, this one here or this one here or this one. All of it was like, yo,
2: right.
1: I'm doing this. That's yeah. what's
2: up. Okay, so let's take a break from the discussion to talk about something that I know you care about. Your money. That's right. Right now, you want to have access to your money faster. Think about it. There's no reason why you should have to wait all week for your paycheck. That's why I want to tell you about our friends over at Current. Current is the next generation of bank. They're a mobile bank that gets you paid up to two days faster. Think about that. Up to two days faster. You know what you could do with your money in 48 hours? Exactly. That means if you normally get paid on Friday, when you switch to current, you'll get your money on Wednesday. You understand? Two days sooner. Plus, are you tired of getting stuck with crazy overdraft fees? Current gives you free overdraft up to $100 with overdraft. So if you spend over your balance, you won't get declined or charged any the fees. They're going to let you hold a hundred. Current is a real bank account, not a prepaid card, okay? So it works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, and Venmo. You can even instantly send money for free using your Current Tag tip. (laughs) you like I did that, don't you? Current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app. It only takes two minutes to sign up and your Current Card will be shipped to you for free. That's right. Download Current in the App Store or go to Current.com right now. The first 10 people who use my code TIP to sign up for Current will get sent $10 from yours truly. Yeah, courtesy of the Dime Trap. So, go to Current right now, man. Check them out. Anybody who can get you your money faster, they should be your friend. So, go to Current.com and don't forget to use the promo code TIP. I mean, man, you've been doing it in grand fashion. I think that you' are truly an example for you know uh, uh, young ladies in entertainment to to kind of pattern themselves after of uh, you know how to make it to where you achieve to uh, where you aspire to be in life uh without compromising mm-hmm. who you are as a person uh without sacrificing your integrity um now I think uh, a surprise i think for everybody including my wife here uh is is that you guys decided to share with the world that you 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 chose an open marriage for you get for your for your household yes what was the what were the keys to that like how did that conversation <laughs> take place how, how, how that how did that conversation take place i don't understand
3: it why did you think why did you think it was a pr- surprise to me?
2: I thought it was because it was a surprise to me. You
3: keep up with Monique and what she got I damn of? sure
2: don't know what's going on in her bedroom. I'm surprised you do.
3: Well, I've heard about it. You've heard, heard about it? Well, shit, what? Sure. What know? What you no, know no, no. I heard it? her talk about it. She said that they had an open marriage. Yeah, a little bit. Of, I heard a little bit more, but I would like to hear, you know. <laughs>
2: <what>? <laughs> now Even, she plays some. that. First, she know everything. Then she don't know okay, shit. shit I you know see what, what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's what was, what
1: was really interesting about it. Everyone assumed that it was my husband that came to me and said, check this out. I want to be in an open marriage. Mm. And the assumption was several reasons. One, because here's this big, black, fat woman with a good-looking, in my eyesight, good-looking black man. And here's this big woman with what people say is money, and she's famous. And fame and money can buy you anything you want. Mm. So Monique going to allow that man to treat her any kind of way mm. just to say she got a man. Mm. Well, what nobody knew was... It wasn't my husband that brought it to the table. Mm. It was me. I'm gonna let you pause on that for a minute, a uh, tip, because you're mm. looking at me hard. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I I'm a, I got a lot of questions on that.
4: Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, I,
1: I, let me explain it before your questioning comes in. The best way I can, Daddy. And if you want to jump in,
4: talk so, to him now.
2: Talk to him, Monique.
1: When you've been best friends with someone since the tenth grade, since you're 14 years old. And when that someone has been that person that whenever life went crazy, that was the someone you called. And that was the someone that made it better. And when Sydney and I first got together, I was truly in boss bitch mode. I was running it. And all the men that I had in my life, they knew when you get down with me, I make the rules especially when money got involved. I was, I was always bossy before there was even money. Okay, right, okay. But when money <laughs> and fame came into play, well, then, shit, I make the t- decisions. I'm, I say what it's going to be. Well, when we first got together, I said to him, yo, listen, you know how I get down.
2: Well, how is that, Monique? Now,
1: let's talk about that. How the hell is that, Monique? How does the you me? you know? Well, I'm going to tell out? you, because when you're entertainers, and I'm talking to two entertainers right now, right? right? And we travel the world. That's right. Right? And as... And, and and Dick is readily available. It is. It's right there. It is. And when you are in a position where you can say, you know what, I think I might like to see him later on tonight. Mm. And ain't nobody there to check it or stop it. Mm-hmm. It's the same with a woman as it is for a man. Absolutely. When you are Even down that road so. and you up on that stage mm-hmm. and them women looking at you and they looking good. And Connie might be at home and you say, you know what, tonight I think I might want to dabble. I ain't going to say that. I ain't well, gonna say now. That. Now, I'm going to say it <laughs> for you, okay? But I'll say... <laughs> back in the early stages, okay, right? Back in, when it's fresh and it's new and right. you're out there and you, so what I didn't want to do was cheat on my best friend. Mm-hmm. That's what I didn't want to do. Okay. See, I cheated on Calvin.
4: Right. I
1: cheated on Mark, uh-huh. but what I did not want to do uh-huh. was cheat on my best friend. Right. So what my best friend said was mama, listen, if you want to see another man or other men and that's good, Make sure you protect us Uh and we could and make sure no shit come back home. But I need you to know something, Uh you know, if you can see other men you know damn well I can see other women. Well, that's when the problem came in because I felt like I was famous, okay? That's what famous people do. Now, shit, you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 that
2: ain't part of the goddamn rules, okay? That
4: ain't it. <laughs> but I
1: say in the beginning for a reason because in the beginning, I didn't know what I had. In the beginning, I didn't understand the king, that was walking into my life. I knew him as my best friend and my brother and my homeboy. And this, the cat I'm going to call when I am messing around, I'm listen here. Okay. If you get a call, so this is who that <laughs> <right?"> Because we,
4: <laughs>
1: we were like brother and sister. So when people heard it, everybody was like, Oh my God. Um, but nobody knew the inside of it. So once people understood this was my best friend I was talking to, right. this was not my husband.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't marry my, I wasn't, he wasn't my husband until about five, six years into our marriage. Right. Because I was married to my best friend. It's my boy. This is the one I can say, yo, let me tell you the wild shit I just got finished doing.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be judged and I wouldn't be none of those things. And I wasn't in love when I first got married. I got married because I needed somebody I could trust and I needed a friend and I needed and I knew this man since we were kids, he ain't never lied to me, he ain't never, just he's always been that rock for me, so I wanted to make sure that I was not going to cheat on my friend Mm -hmm. and that was in the beginning, Mm -hmm. now we almost 15 years in, are we still in an open marriage, yes, but there's a different definition for it. Yeah. I mean, I
2: think once you make it to a certain level in life, you know what I'm saying? Because I I heard something that you said that was key for me. You said at the beginning, when it's early, when it's new, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, man, I think, you know, she and I have both been, you know, far enough away from each other, not just physically, but just kind of. In a relationship, we've had moments where we were just completely far apart and one making no sh- attempts to 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 see what the other one was saying. So in those moments, we could have had anything we wanted. Uh, but of course, we were always brought back to each other and it wasn't necessarily the physical, it wasn't necessarily the sex, it wasn't necessarily all of the things that people thinking about when they are thinking with the mind of that famous person who's on stage. Mm -hmm. That famous person on stage, one thing he ain't thinking about is what he going to do on Thanksgiving. That famous person on stage ain't thinking about who am I going to call if I have a bad accident and I got to get rushed to the hospital. That famous person on stage ain't thinking about who I'm going to quarantine with. You know what I'm saying? So as you get older, you kind of experience moments like these Mm -hmm. that say man it ain't really just about who I want to go home from the club with this is about who I actually want to share my world with share my life with Um, and I tell I I used to tell her that all the time All right, them niggas will fuck you they'll never split their world in half for you though. You know I I would say that to her she'll say (laughs) you don't know what they gonna do you know what I'm saying Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying Uh, and, and I mean I think, and, and of course, I think in every relationship, the idea, the thought, the conversation of an open marriage always comes up. How long that conversation lasts depends on the marriage and the two people in it. Uh, but for me, I always thought that it, okay, so and I ain't trying to, you know, definitely in no way, in no in no place to judge. I'm just saying if I got to put that hat on and think about how it fits me. I'm like, okay, let me see. Hmm. So this guy, he he just met you and y'all haven't, y'all hit it off. That's cool. That's cool. That's understandable. Uh, I understand animalistic urges and attractions. But when it comes down to having an even split at things, so that means like, so I'm going to reap, I'm going to take care of all of the responsibilities and he just get to have fun. You see what I'm saying? That's when well, you say
1: responsibilities. It. What
2: do you mean financially? Nah, uh-uh. Responsibilities. Okay. Whatever it is. Going to the damn drugstore when you need your, your your uh uh what is it called? Your UTI medicine and you know I'm not I'm even saying? playing with you. And you know <laughs> what I'm, saying? I'm talking about. You dig what I'm saying? I'm talking about just all of the right. stuff mm-hmm. that it comes that comes with, you know, being in a relationship and 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 holding down a companion. So I'm going to handle all the responsibility <laughs> and then just cause y'all hit it off in Mexico somewhere and, and and you look good and he look good y'all enjoy each other but when he get the hell to the responsibility? he need to be running his motherfucking ass to the drugstore he need to be figuring some shit out to do when I got some shit going on when I don't have to cancel my stuff you know what I'm saying I don't just need it to be he have fun and I be responsible I don't think that's the, that, that ain't necessarily the life for me. Well,
3: that may not be what's going on. We gotta. I would like, ex- she, I would like for her to explain it a little I'm a more. J- I'm just talking about because I got saying,
2: my head on. You dig what I'm saying?
3: She's saying now it's a little different, but we haven't found out how it's different. They still have an open marriage, but she didn't say. Well, Daddy, you want you want to take
2: it? Yeah, I want to hear from the man. Yeah,
3: let the man, <laughs> let the brother,
2: brothers, King. Will you please shed some light on this? Absolutely,
0: subject. absolutely. The open relationship is that of our dialogue is always open. Um, we part, have partaken with others during the course of our relationship, uh, not in some freaky or uh, outlandish way. Ain't nothing nope. freaky nowadays, hey, man. I you guess you right. Freaky is as what? freaky does. Freaky is know? as freaky does. <laughs> uh, Ours is rather simplistic. You knew individuals that you had relationships and friendships with. You kicked it with them. People who you felt that were discreet. Now in our relationship, for me, I haven't been with someone else for years because the openness in our relationship is reflected on our dialogue and we've found each other through the course of everything that's transpired. So if someone was to see it, they'd be like, "These niggas is as close as to the Waltons, the 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 Negro version, (laughs) because they out at baseball games, they you know with the kids, they with the family, and that has been the dynamic of our situation." As Monique said earlier, when we first got together, it's like we was boys Uh, that just happened to be of the opposite (laughs) sex that got together. And it was like, yo, we getting ready to go and have some fun, right? But then life kicked in, and you like, nah, nigga, y'all, y'all married for real. go
2: mm-hmm. The responsibility, yeah, that I was he, about. you know, here's the saying? responsibility.
0: But as it relates to people in general, what we look at it as, everybody's different, so. It's got to be what works for you. Sure. And it and it happened organically without us having a conversation where you start looking at one another. You start dealing with the dynamics of being someone who manages a black woman in an industry that's predominantly white male dominated and making sure that this individual gets their worth. Um you start coming closer together due to the struggles that you're dealing with on the outside, and you start respecting that energy of a black woman in a way in which you're like, I ain't got time to be out in the streets, because the reality I think you put it most eloquently there are things that you must handle in the household that you have to take care of with your woman, and your woman is taking care of with you Mm -hmm. and you are thinking about Thanksgiving you are thinking about when we saw you guys on TV going through what you went through we was riding for you because we was like you know what ain't nobody gonna love y'all too like y'all love each other. <laughs> ain't nobody can't do it. Yeah. They can't because of what happened. Ain't nobody else gonna put up with her
2: shit. <laughs> and ain't nobody <laughs> gonna put <laughs> up with her shit. you. You okay? <laughs> up, up. My shit and smell <laughs> a little different,
4: though. You know. <laughs> y'all eat the same stink. thing.
2: Y'all eat the same things, So it starts smelling the same. It's but simple. it's processed different. That yeah, shit
3: stink. <laughs> I didn't hear you, baby girl. What I you saying? That shit stank. Oh. <laughs> mm. And
0: what? (laughs) We looked at it as being the same thing with us. Nobody's going to love us the way we're going to love each other. So we just focused on that aspect.
2: Hey, listen, there's no shortage of action going on right now, man, with our exclusive partners at BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. And BetOnline has all the best odds for the upcoming games and matches, all right? Need more? BetOnline has a simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? Hmm, All right. Well, BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker, Poker tournaments and all the best props in the business. You know what I mean? Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One. Bet online and take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code. Podcast One for your sign up bonus. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code. Podcast One for your sign up bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts that make a lot of sense i think that make yeah. a lot of sense uh I, I think she just know you know what i'm saying she 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 know how how, 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 her, how her man is and you know what i'm saying it we libras man yeah oh you're a libra too oh my right god on, right on brother september yes, have mercy. yes indeed we weighed up on the scale man
3: y'all look very unbalanced hey look check this out now
1: i remember because I was married to a... This is my third husband, okay? So, okay. <laughs> don't do it. Well, y-
2: my rules didn't work with the other two You
1: see what I'm
4: saying? They this is the charm. This is obviously
1: this, this, the charm. is what it is. <laughs> they, I was married to a Libra. They're either very unbalanced... Oh, or they
2: they're Balance. I mean, they right there or they're way off. Yeah. So I, I've had both. I'm way off. Okay. I'm way off. That's how yeah. I am, you know. And guess what? I have accepted and embraced. Your way offness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I come in the door way off. <laughs> come on. I come in the door way off. I don't come in oh. perfect. And then you find that two years in. now, nah, man. I come in here. Look, I'm throwed off, but I'm fun. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to
1: do? <laughs> That's what make us love you, right? it's
2: right there throw it off but I'm fun and you know what I'm saying I die for you what you want to do and uh, I think you know what I'm saying for for, for 18 years it's been it's been alright come on you dig what I'm saying uh, I mm-hmm. don't but she but yeah she know like you know what I'm saying if, if I'm if I'm not okay with it I don't wait and I see I'm not very vindictive and I don't plot and and kind of like sneak you know what I'm saying if I don't like it we man we could be at the White House you understand me?
4: <laughs> the, hey, hey,
2: hey. Stop everything. What the fuck going on with this <laughs> right here? Okay? Everybody, stop the music. Passing flyers. Y'all can stop drinking. Everybody. I said stop. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, that's man. One, that, crazy now, see, man. No, that's not crazy. No, it, I'm certain. I am a man of certainty. So if I have certainly invested my everything and all of my everything into this, then I'm not just going to sit and wait and watch and see what but, happens.
3: But you're never certain of what you're thinking or, acts, uh, you know, thinking or you're, you're trying to figure out, like, all of that kind of be, like, in your head. You know what,
2: though? I'm like a Rubik's Cube. You dig what I'm saying? Whatever color squares you put on there is the colors I will be. You dig what I'm saying? So you got the, you got to twist the Rubik's cube and get the, to get the right color squares to show. That ain't my fault if you ain't figured that out yet, honey. It's been eighteen years. No, sir.
3: You, uh. <laughs> it just ain't. You know, it's, you know how that shit be mixed up. Yeah, it's you. But but somebody can and get it right. And sometimes you can't get it, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you fix his Rubik's
2: cube. I do.
3: Yes, you see what I'm saying? I figure it up.
1: You fix his Rubik's kiss. She,
2: she just get she just get frustrated sometimes, don't feel like dealing with it. I'd be like, Nope, I'm gonna be right here when you get back to me. I'll be right here. You gonna have to sort <laughs> it out sometime or another. Whether you feel like untangling it now, you wanna untangle it later, it's gonna be here. But I admire you guys for working through whatever challenges and adversities obviously have presented themselves and remaining true to who you are and um I heard you say something else. Um you said to everyone else it was this, and to everyone else it was that. Like, why do we have to explain ourselves to everyone else all the time? I don't understand that well, shit. We didn't. No, I know you and, didn't. I'm just saying, but I'm saying like
1: because of because okay, Daddy, because of conditioning uh-huh. and tradition,
4: yeah, traditionalism in our community. Yes. If
1: you're doing something different, mm-hmm. well now the church is involved. Mm-hmm. Now Miss Millie, she involved. She mm-hmm. lived three doors down from your grandmother. Right. And everybody's now involved because what you're doing mm-hmm. is not what we've been taught to do. Right. So when it came to me saying, and I remember as I did the interview with Jill Scott, and I told her we were in an open marriage, and okay. he was like, "Mama," and I didn't even th- I didn't even think about the comeback mm. because it was just my truth that's right Like i didn't think about what the hell what the hell so for us we didn't feel like we owed anyone an explanation right but we wasn't running from giving an explanation right so when you say why do we think we owe an explanation it's simply because just like when you first started and said okay we we want to know, how did this open marriage? Like, what is this? And right. it's not that you're saying, oh, it's a bad thing. Just no. enlighten us on what y'all thinking. Sure. And when you start opening the dialogue, mm-hmm. it made men and women
4: mm-hmm. that was
1: coming to my show saying, yo, thank you for bringing it to the table because right. I didn't even know how to introduce it. Right. So. When you start opening up the dialogue and it allows you to say, let me think for my goddamn self. That's real. Let me think of what's going to work for me and my relationship. That's real. Not how my mother and father did it because I watched people be married for over 50 years Mm -hmm. and despise one another.
2: Yeah. My grandmama and granddaddy was like that. They were married by 58 years.
1: The numbers sound great.
2: Probably hated each other for 50 Come
1: on. I know if my father sees my mother in the past life, he's going to be like, get This bitch, like, okay, no, thank you. I've had enough of that ass. So (laughs) I didn't want to be. I ain't
2: never had enough of your ass. You know what I'm saying, baby. That's right, man. Now, talk uh, man. Yeah, you, know, it. you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, I would act like it. Be you crazy. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> like. now, 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 Monique, you know, just just brought up a, a excellent excellent point when she said she was she was interviewing with Jill Scott and she, you know, spoke her truth to the world. Like how? Because you seem like a pretty behind the scenes kind of low key kind of guy. You did. How did you feel about sharing? You know, your personal business with the world. Like I
0: didn't, <laughs> like we cut from the same cloth, as, except she's a bit more vocal than I am. Right. You know, I like to sit back, watch the show, and um you might not even know I'm in the room, but I, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, you understand that it's going to be a lot of questions and people are going to be under the impression mm-hmm. that this was me but we're going to vibe on it and keep it moving. And she was like, that's exactly what we're going to do, and that's exactly what we've done. So, I mean, it's almost like because there's so many secrets in our community and we fail not to have an open dialogue, it's comforting to have that open dialogue because there's so many people that are thinking the same thing. Right. And are afraid to say it out loud for the reasons you just mentioned. And I'm sure some other stuff. So, you know, it it just allowed us to have that conversation. And we were surprised to find out how many people ran into the same situation. You know, we've run into guys that have folks that are in polygamous relationships that their wives, his wives are all okay with one another. I don't know why they don't have a show. You know, but Man. they'll put the sister wives on there mm-hmm. and yeah. they put this brother on there and his wives, but they won't do that. But that's to each his own. You do know what I'm saying? So, yeah,
2: I mean, I don't you know, I think that all of the people who are the most judgmental, they have the most to be judged about. When you start talking about the church and you know what I mean, like it's more dirt going on in the church than it is at the crack house. (laughs) And I, I, I and that's another reason I myself don't see a reason to explain any form of our lifestyle to, you know, to, to, I guess, the who's who of the black community. I care about the people around me and the people around me. They know who I am people around her should know who she is and we don't owe nobody else outside of that. No kind of explanation. That's why I appreciate you guys for coming on and being candid with us because you don't owe us shit. Mm -mm,
1: But I I think when we first sat down and you said, you know, Mo, this show is about how do we push us forward? That's right. How do we get into our communities? It is these kind of conversations Absolutely. that don't allow a couple that could have a good marriage. That's right. But now we gotta get divorced because somebody fucked somebody. Yeah. Instead and, of having that real conversation. And, and and let me say this too, because I say this when I'm on stage to sisters, mm-hmm. right? And I'll see them sitting and they got their arms folded and uh, they're real defensive. Uh, and I'm like, you look like you don't wanna be fucked. <laughs> so now you gotta play your man fairly and let him fuck somebody else because you're, you're sitting there looking like your
2: pussy's so mad. <laughs> That's it, right. It like might, a Sour Patch Kid.
4: <laughs> it might bring you on to this man.
2: So when we
1: start having those real conversations, when you, I remember my mother saying to me, right, and this is some real shit, and she's been going on somewhere. Because uh, you're really not sure somewhere. where they go. you know.
2: Transition. <laughs> they transition and, and evolve into right. the next state. I remember. And I was a grown woman when she said this to okay.
1: me. Right. And we're riding. And she said, you know, your father. Or daddy, I got to say it. Okay. Your father want me to suck his dick.
2: Oh, my God. And
1: I'm not going to suck his dick. What? I said, well, let me be clear with you somebody's going to suck my father's
4: dick. (laughs) And
1: and it might be one of your good girlfriends that he go over there and puff a little bit with. So I said, but is it fair? Is it fair? Because it's something that you don't do. Right. And you have no intentions on doing it. Should he now have to suffer? Yeah. Because you said, I'm not going to do that. So what if there is a bitch on the job that says, listen here, Steve. Listen, Just come I on need cable that. bill money. And, right. and, and every Friday, I would
2: mine. Little $40, okay, little, little 40 dollars extra. I
1: talk to Alice. And we can have a conversation. <laughs> Ain't nobody mad about nothing. So I think all these <laughs> times my thinking, tiny, can be sometimes masculine uh, in the way that I think. Uh-huh. Because I think that sometimes we as women, and I can only speak of what I am. That's right. And what I used to do, okay. we sometimes don't put the effort in to be appealing, to be sexy, to be, because we're running with the excuse, well, I'm tired, well, mm. I'm this, well, I'm that. Well, now you've not got your feet done, you've not gotten your head, and you've not got your nails done. Well, the bitch on the job smell good all the time. Well, I can't And she that.
3: bringing cakes from scratch. Yeah, I was going to say you.
0: I,
1: He's can't over that. Here like I can't
3: say that. I can't say that. I didn't say the say shit. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He just wanting to look over here.
2: Now, when she said making cakes from scratch, you know I started. Well, I don't to, make.
3: It, I make a box cake, and it tastes damn a good. A box
2: cake. <laughs> you damn I put right. My own. I love that box.
3: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think
1: if it's fair across the table, and because for men too, if you see your man and he looking raggedy all the time. He don't smell the best. Mm. His nails are dirty. Mm. His shit is wrinkled. Well, you're not as attracted to your man. And if you're having a conversation, you're saying, Tip, listen. When you go on that stage, you look your best. When you bring your ass home, you look like you don't give a goddamn. Mm. Right. So now why are you mad? Because I my view got taken somewhere else. See
2: what I'm saying? It goes both ways. Absolutely. I agree now. It I agree. It definitely right. go both ways now. You know, I was you know, wondering,
3: like, if, 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 you know, there was, a, just say somebody had an accident, if you had an accident. Okay. And your junk didn't work. I have to have the accident. It's me. I'm just saying. I
2: <laughs> am the one who has the accident. All the people in the room. I'm and just we're saying. just going <laughs> to choose <laughs> me to have an accident.
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Would you, right. would you be like, baby, go get you some, as long as you, you know what I'm saying? no. Nope. Of no, course not. But your junk don't work. I don't care. I was just saying. I was just your saying.
2: junk don't work is what you mean.
3: No, it's working.
2: No, nah, I'm talking about it. If this is your junk. So if it's oh. junk and it don't work, that means your junk don't work. <laughs> so you better get you a <laughs> damn. Work, you better You better formulate a team of expert scientists, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, working hour on the hour to come up with some form water. of a contingency. You know what I'm saying? That's what you better do.
3: I try, by because
2: Now, look, if yours stop working, I'm just going to cut a new hole.
3: Okay. I'm going to just cut a new <laughs>
2: hole somewhere. I'm, gonna, I'm
1: not even going to I'm going to widen
2: up that belly button. You uh. dig what I'm saying? You're going to have to go ahead and get it wider and deeper. Don't nah, nah but, but see, now. I it was just a- but one thing that Monique said was, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, like, like, what they do has never made it home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody ever, none of your side pieces in your in the history of your open relationship ever challenged your man. No. No. Because you got one of the most annoying side pieces in the oh, world. You better uh, stop. This, <laughs> this you? nigga, I mean, God. You. God. Nigga, do
3: you know what a side piece is, nigga? Oh
2: my. I... Nigga, side. Nigga, side. <laughs> nigga, step to the side. Nigga. God damn, you got one of the most,
3: whew. Cut. <laughs>
2: okay. That shit, I'm My just telling you. My baby said cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm now, telling you. You
3: know what, Mo, just what is will your will not sign? go away, will it? What is your sign? <laughs> Sagittarius. Okay, I love a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. yeah Sagittarius, what are the key? What
2: are the, like, They the, the life of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who uh, is it? Is it? C Rod is a
3: Sagittarius. Yeah, is C Rod. I mean, he so a November
2: uh, December. December eleventh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. 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 Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Right out the Scorpios. See, I got a little. But Scorpios. very different. Y'all got a little. you got a little uh-uh. bit. A little party now. No. 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> my
0: sister. She's my, only saying that because of her sister. Yeah, my okay. Gotcha. Sister is Scorpio. Okay. And nothing. Nothing the same. <laughs> nothing
2: the same. Sydney, <laughs> do you have a favorite role of of your wife's?
0: You know what. <clears throat> I wouldn't say a favorite because I get enamored with the transitions that she makes from all those characters. Uh-huh. Um, I just I have an appreciation for each one of them you uh. know, because you're sitting there watching the Parkers, you love her, the the spunk, but then I'm sitting there watching her and we're sitting watching Precious and I'm just like, you know you was fucked up for what you just did to her. <laughs> sitting there watching little, you know you was fucked up for that. And then you, know, you watch her in um the piece where you were my rainy and it was like, you know, the transition. So it's just a a level of appreciation for all the work because I remember in tenth grade where she said, One day we gonna be stars and I said, Well you first because (laughs) (laughs) I've always appreciated the background. So that's
2: what's up. Hey, what's going on? Hey you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you listening. Congratulations, bro Uh, Nah man, congratulations. You made it to the summer. Yeah, sir, ski. Hey Amen. And a year like 2020 is actually something worth celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Every day above the grass is a beautiful day. You know what I'm saying? You get a chance to enjoy the simple moments that bring us together. And they are officially here. Right now, people all over the country are spending time with family and friends, making some of the best memories of their lives. And that's what life is all about, man. Spending time with loved ones and creating memories. Why not make some of those memories with an ice-cold Miller High Life? You know what I'm saying? Miller High Life has been faithful. Brewed the same way since its start in 1903 and has been celebrating the good life ever since. That's why they're known as the champagne of beers. You dig what I'm saying? So pop your can and raise it up to celebrate the summer's simple moments with Miller High Life. All right? This summer, Miller High Life will release limited edition champagne cans. Yeah, not a champagne bottle. Pop your champagne can. Pop a can to celebrate summer's special Simple moments. These cans are in stores now and are available for a limited time only. Enjoy one today. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, a quality beer within everyone's reach. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now let's get back to the discussion. Let's we were, I, I actually got a chance to see the Parkers the other day, man, and I was probably more entertained by it now than I was then. You know what I'm saying? And Precious, I couldn't even get through the whole movie. Mm. I still ain't seen that whole movie. Oh, I don't even wow. know what happens at the end. I cause it's just so it's so dark, man. You know You what? went to such a dark place. I don't think well, it she, was dark.
3: She played the
2: hell I out of I think it was honest. Yeah, she did a she did a phenomenal job, I thought. She was you, honest. Yeah. And that,
1: we get darkness confused with honesty, in my opinion. Okay. Because it's easy to say it was dark. She was honest. And I remember When Lee Daniels wanted to get me this acting coach and, you know, and and a wonderful sister, Susan
4: Batson, Mm.
1: incredible sister. And my husband said to me, listen, you don't need all of that. All you need is not to judge her. Mm. When he say action, just become her, but don't judge her.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And I would ask you to watch it all the way through because for me, Mm -hmm. it allowed me to stop hating my brother.
4: Mm. And it
1: allowed me to understand his sickness and not be so resentful for the person. Mm -hmm. So when people said, because quite a few people say, Ma, I can't watch it all the way through. It's like, watch it. Because you see the triumph in this young lady. Right. You see it. You see her saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. Despite Mm. all of this, because she's real, too. That's right. And when you watch Gabourey Sidibe, here's why you got to watch it all the way through. Mm -hmm. When you watch this baby, and that's the first thing she's ever acted on, Mm -hmm. she made a right turn instead of a left turn. Jeez. to come to an audition what and she came in that goddamn place when you hear her talk she's like a white girl from the valley from california mm. and when lee daniels said action and i heard her i was like wait a minute bitch what, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> but she was so
2: powerful right on
1: mariah Carey. Mm. and i remember lee daniels wanting to change that scene
4: mm-hmm.
1: and i said lee don't touch it because she was honest in that moment. She was not Mariah Curry. She was not a megastar. She was a social worker sitting in her office hearing a woman say fuck that child. Oh. So don't touch it. So For me, with that role, because I've had people even speak out against the role. Kathy Hughes is like, Why would she play a role like that? Well, a sugar,
4: where's your scripts? (laughs) If you want to see something different, we're
1: accepting scripts
4: for these high class roles you would like for us to play.
1: Well, we want them. But I didn't see you making the offer. Okay, so I'm back. But um, (laughs) when, when Sydney said, Don't judge her, and I really began to read her. Right. It made me release my pain.
4: right?
1: And it made me to stop using my molestation as a crutch for all my bad decisions. Because mm. every nigga I laid with, every choice I made, it was easy for me to say I did that because of what my brother did to me. Mm. Until Sydney had to say to me one night, check this out, stop using it as a crutch. That happened when you was a little girl. Mm. Right now you're a grown woman and you in control of your yeses and your noes. So you just keep holding on to that because it's easy. So he challenged me to get better. Right. He, he I don't know, he, he. I don't want to say forced because it wasn't forced, but it was a very patient love that initially I didn't understand because I'm used to doing like this. I'm used to getting ready to shut some shit down. but.
2: He had to love me. You got a mean stance on you, too, man. (laughs) (laughs) You have been on some knockdown drag (laughs) guys before. You better know.
1: That's why when people kept saying, oh, he's controlling
2: her. When a motherfucker do that right there, man. That's my my Uncle Man's stance. I I have to show up to make sure
1: she don't jump on no goddamn body.
2: (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's, it's
1: it's just that, that really when people say they can't watch her all the way through, watch it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try yeah. it. Um, I think uh, right now, man, it's one, I, in my life, I've never seen the Earth stand still the way it is right now. Uh, have you? Has, has anybody else?
1: I've never witnessed it. Have, no.
2: In, anybody else in the room? No. Okay. So, uh, so this is the, the, these are unprecedented times. Uh,
0: so, how, how are you guys dealing with the coronavirus? I, I just think that, especially you know, folks of color. It was kind of like during the Great Depression and the stocks dropped and they said white folks was jumping off the building because they said it was a Great Depression and black folks was like, is a what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what what, what happened? Yeah, It's one of those things where, you know, I think that part of our DNA is to, you kind of have to push through the situation the best way that you can. There's a level of fear which some people say false evidence of being real, right. that um, is healthy, but then it comes a point where it becomes unhealthy. So I think that if what we said earlier off mic, eating the best you can, right, doing the natural things, I mean, if you heard my my, my real take on the origins of it, I think the origins of these viruses are off planet. Yeah. And they're not. Sometimes people say, "Well, the government, the this, the that." There's this thing called panspermia, which they believe that can come from origins again off planet, from meteors coming here, uh, UFOs. Somebody be like, "Nigga, you, you talking crazy?" But there are. Well, why, would
2: they, why would they say you're talking crazy as vast as the universe is? You know what I mean? As as as, the, as diverse as our, our intergalactic planetary origins are. How can anyone call you crazy for not thinking that we are the only living species known to
0: man. See, you're speaking from an open-minded standpoint. Right. See, that's what makes you crazy, okay? That, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we speaking us collectively. We crazy because yeah, right. you speaking open-mindedly. You said panstermia? panspermia. 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 Okay. Okay. Right. I'm looking it up as we... Here we go. So it's the equivalent of when we as human beings, as males project sperm into the woman. Meteors, they say, collectively will have organisms on it, and you don't necessarily know what's on that. Uh, During the Black Plague, which they attributed to rats, there were talk about lights on dual continents that, ironically, the Black Plague broke out at the same time on two different continents on the same day that killed millions of people. Say what?
2: Hold up! You say the Black Plague.
0: The Black Plague.
2: Uh huh. Came from where?
0: They don't know where it came from, okay. but they attributed to rats. Okay, gotcha. But they were saying that there were reports of lights in the sky, apparently disseminating these rays or things, particles on two different continents, and it seem to have appeared uh-huh. on the same day right. in two different regions of the world. Gotcha. So we live in a world where people believe in God mm-hmm. that they've never seen, mm-hmm. but you'll see video footage of UFOs and, and people it. will laugh at that and say, I one of those little green men. So it's one of those things that people don't want to believe the truth, even if they heard
2: it. I believe that as well. I think that, you know, because uh, one thing that led me to the thought or 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 thinking that you're speaking from is weeks ago when we thought this would never reach America uh i saw the quarantine in china and they said that they 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 were seeing blue skies for the first time in years in china because everybody stopped the skies were always filled with pollution it was always gray because of pollution and now that everybody was at home nobody's moving The movement had had ceased, so, you know, there wasn't as much pollution going into the air, and they were experiencing blue skies for the first time. Could that be the Earth's way of resetting itself, getting the time it needs to heal? You dig what I'm saying? Same thing's happening in uh uh I think in Italy. They said that the in the in the canals where you go on the boats and stuff, that water is clear and you can see the fish and the organisms mm-hmm. in that water for the first time in years. You know what I'm saying? So I think man, maybe you know, the earth could just be or it could be some some people who smarter than, or some Entity. beings mm-hmm. that are smarter than us that ride by here like we do the ghetto and be like, uh Nah, we ain't stopping there. But damn, they sure do need some help here. Mm. Let's give them a little time, man. Let the earth reset itself. That could also be a possibility. Now, the reason us conspiracy theorists, uh, I say that because I know I'm a part of a, uh, a, of a wide uh, selection array of a community that has, that just don't believe the shit that they put on the news for us to see, hear, and absorb. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us associate that to the powers that be. Uh, mainly because I know that I know how long people been trying to get us to sit still and do nothing, so they could you know get their agenda across. I know a like, lot. So now when people she she say when we gonna lock down, I'm ready to like man, what the hell you want to lock down for? <laughs> you want to stay home? Just stay home now. Ma- mandate locking down by mandate now. That is martial law, and I'm gonna let everybody know something you know what I'm saying. It sounds like you know necessary and sweet right now, like your grandmama used to say you trouble easy to get in it's hard to get out of so now, once you enter into martial law, take an act of Congress to undo it. Let y'all know that now, so while we calling it self quarantine uh 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 it, it, it it's really martial law, and it takes an act of Congress to undo it, so when it get when we get to that point. How is it that we will get, uh, how how can we get back to normal? Do you think people will gather again? Hey, what's going on? It's T.I.P. here. Now, listen, I know America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you'll have the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You'll have the agility to compete with anyone. Work from Anywhere and run your whole company right from your phone, Jack. You understand? Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds, I repeat, hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide. Seven actions business needs to take right now and schedule your free product tour at netsuites.com slash TIP. You heard that? It said free. If it's free, you should take three. You dig what I'm saying? Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash TIP. That's netsuite.com slash TIP. You dig? And do it expeditiously.
1: And, and. Like open places?
2: Yeah, like, you know, fancy comedy clubs, uh, festivals, concerts. Uh, I course. do. I, I, I think
1: that eventually it's going to circle right back around to what it was. Back, You right. know, I mean, when you take 9-11, for example, okay. right? Right. When 9-11 hit, people were being very friendly. Mm. People were, I don't care where you were. Hi, brother. Hi, sister. How you doing? Right. That lasted for about 30 days. Yeah. On that 31st day, why is that bitch speaking to me? Do I know her? <laughs> so, you know, we it's, it's like it, it goes back to what we're used to doing mm-hmm. until we do it differently. Right. And as long, as long as we keep falling right back into the path, right back into it, well, when does it get, get, get different? Because we, face, we faced crisis before.
2: You're right. You're right. Now, I want to read something that this is uh, this comes from um, the Cairo seven dot com website, which is a news channel, but it's quoting uh, the 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 Stafford Act, which is the act that would be instituted if which is this act that the president would institute if he calls for a national mandated quarantine. Uh, it says, under the powers delegated by such statutes, the president may seize property, organize and control the means of production, seize commodities, assign military forces abroad, institute martial law, seize and control all transportation and communication, regulate the operation of a private enterprise, restrict travel, and in a variety of ways, control the lives of United States citizens. Now, when you read something like that and understand that that kind of authority comes with this type of uh, 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 a statute. Now, now we have to trust that the people in power have the right intentions. That is my problem.
1: Well, I have a question because I could be ignorant to it. Did okay. they change in the Constitution that we were now more than three-fifths of a human being?
2: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Right. So <laughs> when we start reading all of this, and all, we haven't... Got through that yet? Like okay. we haven't dealt with that.
2: Okay. So to and read, the Thirteenth Amendment that says that slavery is abolished unless in prison. Right.
1: Yeah. So to read that, right. when when did we have our freedom? When when were these citizens free people? Okay. To say I'm gonna come and go as I please because at any moment.
4: Uh huh that
1: can be snatched. That's right. So, we're focusing on the acts that's happening right now. When there are acts that happened back then that we mm-hmm. have not dealt with. This that is true. we have not taken a stand and said this has got to be different because as it stands right now, we ain't even a whole
2: vote. That's a very fair point. That is a very fair point. And you know, in times like these, I think there's always young people from the culture that uh that speak to the times. Um and and I'm going to look to one of our great philosophers of the generation of this generation, Young Thug. Young Thug, <laughs> um, <laughs> he happened to have put up an Instagram um, post, and uh, it was biblical. I mean, it was it was fresh out of Revelations. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, what'd you say?
3: why you just didn't go to
4: page? Well
2: pay. because it was on it was on his uh it was on his um Okay, here we go. Right here. Now all right. Now Thug posted this on uh March seventeenth and uh it goes to to the uh the, the, the Bible verse, I think it's Chronicles seven thirteen and fourteen. Uh, and, And Thugger goes on to post whenever I hold back the rain or send locusts to eat up the crops or send an epidemic on my people. If they pray to me and repent and turn away from the evil they have been doing, then I will hear them in heaven, forgive their sins and make their land prosperous again. Now. That is prolific coming from young thug. Whoever knew he would be a vessel for the Lord like I'm this. not <laughs> you dig what I'm saying hey i know i like the brother for a reason man you know what i'm saying a lot of people try to discount the youth discredit their thoughts and opinions i think now is the time for young people to step up and actually show because this is y'all first uh disaster so now it's time for you young people to step up and show everybody what you got, man. Um, when is the next time you think, you know, are you looking forward to that first time you getting back in a comedy club?
1: Let me tell you something. God
2: <laughs> damn it. T.I. <laughs>
4: oh.
2: I was,
1: <laughs> we were doing a show, I was supposed to do a show April 4th. Okay. In uh, D.C., right? And I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I still get excited. Like, okay. I still get butterflies. I still be in the closet practicing. I, like, what? I'm still that, right? And the show came right around the time that the shit happened with Gail King. Uh, and it came right around the time uh-huh. that Brother Snoop right. called Gail a funky dog head bitch, Ooh. right? Ooh. So I was so excited to go on stage, right. And 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 speak to Brother Snoop, right. In reference to that, and when they said the goddamn show was canceled, I said,
2: oh. "Well, let's do it right here, then, Monique. Uh-huh. Let's do it right here, Mo." I was. So- I know Snoop. Snoop is a, <laughs> Snoop is a friend of the family, and he 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 is a friend to the show. I'm sure he's listening. If you have anything you want to share with Snoop.
1: You know, I love our brother. Me too. And when I was in the closet, Mm -hmm. right, and I was in my head, and all the shit started dropping.
4: Mm. And I'm
1: looking on Instagram, Mm
4: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So
1: Snoop said, because I thought he was talking right to me. right? <laughs> he, he was talking right to me. He looked right at me, right? He was, like, he was like, you know, bitch, what's wrong with you? Uh. Like, and he said, can I say it? And I said, yes,
4: say it. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, yes, baby, say
1: it. He said, you fucking dog here bitch. I was like, yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Because that was necessary it was needed mm-hmm. it was required for the moment right. not one time that I think Gail's safety was in jeopardy mm-hmm. what it was was a family member calling another family member to the basement right. saying listen here because you know when we got that one family member in the family that they're right. just fucking up That's right. and you yeah. be like you old funky bitch get down here in this basement let me talk to you <laughs>
2: that's what that was
4: <laughs> that's
1: what that was and then they made a song up
4: did uh, you hear the song? Yes, I heard I
1: the song. song. Oh, I, baby. Song. I was going to come out on the stage to the song.
4: <laughs>
1: then when my sister Oprah took a fall, I was going to wear my sneakers because they knocking big bitches down.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I did not want to be one of the
1: big bitches that took a spill.
4: <laughs> I was like, God
2: damn. Hey, man, Now, now you said saying that, right? You have single-handedly kind of taken on uh, uh, the... The 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 powerhouses of Black Hollywood. Mm. Um, can you kind of just share with the people because I know I've I've heard in passing a lot of people say, "Man, Monique just tripping." Man, Monique, man, she just she just talking. Man, she need to just you know just relax. Okay, so I know you you and brother Harvey, y'all got into it a little bit, and you when he when he thought he was finna check you, and you said, "Now nah, let me check you." And um, and then I think, you know, saying a little bit of that, that that posture came out and y'all had to work through that. And you 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 spoke openly about how you felt Oprah and I believe Tyler Perry Mm -hmm. and others kind of. I believe the word was conspired to keep you out of opportunities is, can you elaborate to people who may not have all of the facts on it?
1: Well, first I want to say I understood when people were saying Monique is tripping.
4: Mm-hmm. Let me
1: say that first. Because when you go back in history and you see the black women that's taking a stand, mm-hmm. they all got the same thing. Yeah. You're tripping. You're crazy. Shut up. Right. Go away. So I understood that when my husband says to me, the only way this is going to go away is if you stop talking about it. Mm. So don't ever stop talking about it, cause the story ain't gonna change. Right. Well, what happened was, when I did the movie Precious, mm-hmm. my deal was with Lee Daniels Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Lee Daniels offered me fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It was an independent film. I said, brother, I do it cause you're my friend, and this is right. This shit right here is something different. Right. So let's rock and roll. Lee Daniels said, okay. For you taking the fifty, you have you own five percent of the movie.
2: Oh, that's excellent.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. But what he
2: didn't Which, tell me was, was the first dollar gross.
1: Well, come on now, let's talk about uh, it. Yeah. Okay. It saying. was five percent of the Z category, uh, so that meant when the toilet paper got paid,
2: yeah. then I would get paid. When but at everybody the time, else I'm taking
1: my friend. You're my friend. That's right. So I don't think you're trying to beat me. Right. You're my friend. Right. So now, when it comes down to now, we got to promote this film mm-hmm. because initially. It was, no one's going to want to see two fat black women on screen. That was the initial conversation. With? Oh, I'm sorry. No one would want to see that. Well, when the movie goes to Sundance, okay. it does what it does. Right. Now, everybody wants to jump on.
4: Right. Including
1: Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry. Right. I do the promotions for Precious domestically. That's contractually what I am supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Once I've done that, I'm finished. Mm. There's nothing else for me to contractually do. Right now, at the time there was the Monique show. I was on tour, and all of this award stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when they say, "Well, now we want you to come to Cannes," I said, "Guys, no, thank you."
4: That's in France. That's right? in France. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. I'm going to spend this time with my family. I got a few days down. I'm going to take advantage of it. Right. Okay. Then I get a call. Well, you actually got the calls from Lionsgate first. So he gets the calls from Lionsgate. Lionsgate wants to know, well, what is it? We want Monique to come to Cannes. He said Monique is going to respectfully decline. She's going to spend time with her family. Click. Phone rings again. Here they come again. Okay, we're really trying to get Monique to Cannes. She did such a great job domestically. We need her internationally. I said to my husband once again, daddy tell him I said thank you very much but I'm a pass Mm -hmm. Okay, now all this time they think that my husband is my attorney Mm -hmm. they don't know they're talking to the husband yet Mm -hmm. they call back the third time what is it going to take to get her to come to con my husband says well is there a dollar amount attached to what you're asking her to do there must be a budget well we don't pay people to do that so why would you ask what it takes then (laughs) <laughs> You're catching the game, right? We don't pay people to promote. And Sydney said, we understand. What Moni can't do is work for free. Now they find out they're talking to my husband.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, who then, happens to be the manager. Who right. happens to be my
1: manager. Right. Well, now it's easy now to push it off on the husband. Oh, the husband and messed it up. Mm-hmm. Now here come the conversation with Tyler Perry. I'm over at the hoodie awards. Mm-hmm. He summons me into his dressing room. hmm he has about 50 people in there, and that brother said, and everybody walked out. Well, my security was there. He looked at me. I said, You don't work for Tyler. <laughs> so you keep that ass right there on the wall. <laughs> 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 because I'm in here with a strange man, okay? I don't know what. So we began to talk. Yeah,
2: and- that was my deal, man. You know, Tyler's just as, he's just as down I- home. and
1: Yeah, he is. So, I'm just saying,
2: Tyler's harmless. Tile that's is beautiful. A, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: And I, I received that. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're sitting in there and you are not talking and you say to me, Monique, you really need to go to Con because if you go and if you get nominated for the Oscar, your next movie will be three to five million dollars. If you win it. Your next movie will be 6 to $8 million. I said, Tyler Perry, look at me. I'm a black woman. Tell me, when is a black woman got that kind of payday in Hollywood? What I cannot do, brother, is work for free. Now, I don't care where the money comes from. If you want to cut me the check, Oprah want to cut me the check, I don't give a fuck who cut the check. Mm-hmm. Cut. The, so he says, I'm not in the business of giving away money. Mm. I said, and I'm not in the business of working for free. Mm. Now, when we got up to leave, we hugged. It was a beautiful... Uh, we simply just didn't agree I'm not going to work for free brother that's not what I do
4: Mm -hmm.
1: now here come the call from Oprah Winfrey
4: Mm -hmm. hey girl Mm.
1: now when you call me with hey girl
4: Mm -hmm.
1: we pass business because you addressing me as hey girl the first call I get
2: is disarming
1: was Uh when she first saw Precious and she calls me girl what you wearing to the Oscars Okay, so you're a sister girl. Because you didn't refer to me as Monique, girl. And she dragged the girl. Girl. girl nigga, like it was a hook on a song. Girl. girl. Right. <laughs> so now it comes time for me to go to con. And Oprah calls. And she says, well, I can send you my private jet to pick you up and bring you. Mm. I said, sis, let them know. I'm let them in- know. Let them know. Let them know. I'm laying in the bed with my man and my babies watching Curious George eating some hot chips. Tell him I said, no, thank you. Well, then her and Sidney get on the phone and I'll let you tell you're part of the conversation.
0: I mean, really, that's respectfully. That's irrelevant to me. Okay. The relevant part is when you have a man named Tyler Perry call us up and say I was wrong for saying what I said about you to David Talbot, which was Monique was difficult to work with and I'm going to let the world know, but you never come out and do it. And that was in 2016. And you are aware of how that's affected her livelihood. And when you say, I think out of the box, I play by line. If you had have done and played by Lionsgate rules, you would get everything you were supposed to have. Now, If you listen to what's being said, I think out of the box. If you would have done, and I do what Lion Gates tells me to do, if you would have played by their rules, not by the letter of the contract, not by the golden rule, not done what you were supposed to do, by their rules, which is to work for free, I believe that everything you were supposed to receive, you would have received. And I messed up by telling David Talbot you were difficult to work with, because they never worked together.
2: Who's, who's David Talbot?
0: David Talbot was the almost director Christmas director of mm-hmm. Almost Christmas, and he asked David, what was it like to mo- work with Monique? But Monique.
2: When, when, have you, you and Tyler worked together? No.
0: Okay. So when he asked what was it like to work with Monique, David was like, it was an incredible experience. And he said, well, I wish I could say the same. Well, when you never work with a person and the only thing that happened was the white entity called Lionsgate sent you as the black man who was the big man for the the company to have this conversation with this woman. And you can't persuade her to change her mind. That's embarrassing. Come on. But as opposed to just simply saying, listen, y'all. We can't ask this sister to do something for us with nothing in return. That's real. So, if she was a black man, white man, white woman, and they heard a black man on audio as we had recorded Tyler Perry saying that, they would have said, Hold up, that don't work. But when you are a black woman, you are devalued, you are underpaid, you are undervalued and the black man has held, the black woman has held down the white man, the white woman, definitively the black man and oftentimes they are afraid to hold themselves down. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, in this scenario, that's why they said Monique be quiet because not that you're wrong, but don't you know that you can't win? Mm -hmm. And I believe you know growing up, your mama ain't tell you to fight back because you was going to win.
2: She told you your, fight back because you got hit. Come on now. Yeah, And that's it. I mean, I think that, um, <clears throat> man, eventually, man, all chicken come home to roost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, even the strongest of us, uh, if we operate, outside of righteousness and outside of what is fair and just. Eventually it's going to come to a head. Now it could be a lifetime, could be two lifetimes, could be three generations. It could be two years, could be a week, you know what I'm saying? But eventually it all comes to a head. So, I mean, I say, man, if you feel like you've been treated unfairly, I think that you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you press your line. And May that's, I say one more yes. thing? that's the same thing I would do. I press my line.
0: Here's where it gets interesting. And this is where the protection takes place. And we've never said this publicly. Okay. When you have individuals like Dr. Phil and I've sat there and watched, we went on his show, fill in the blanks. Monique was promoting her Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. When you hear Dr. Phil Listen to the audio, and he had another sister there named LaFerne Cusack that's part of the Cusack family. Mm. And they said, when I first heard about everything, we were just like, Monique, why wouldn't you just go promote the movie? Because they thought she was contractually obligated to do so. Right After they heard the audio, he said, Oprah and Tyler, they were wrong. Mm. And he said, but this is what I would ask of you to do, Monique. If I get them together, would you be willing to talk to them? This is what he said. Mm -hmm. If I got them together, would you be willing to talk to them? was like, yeah, I'd be willing to talk to them. But um, what you going to say when they ain't willing to talk to me? His reply was, don't worry about that. Hmm. My street is big. My street corner. My bad. My street corner is big. Wait a minute. Come on now.
2: Why you got to refer to a street
0: code? Hey, listen. You heard it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I'm dealing with all you niggas. I run my trip. (laughs) Uh
0: So at the end of the day, if you've heard anything about that interview. I ain't really heard about it. Right. Because it never happened. And he didn't have the decency to call back and say anything about it. And the interview never aired. So what happens is when you have that level of protection of people. Now, this is a doctor that should be looking out for the best interest of the community, the mental health aspect, allegedly in air quotes. Yeah, he's a white man. So what happens is when you see those dynamics taking place, it makes you say, oh, we can't stop.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get it now. If you feel like you're wrong man, I say press that line, what I would have said was. At that moment in time, I would have been like, I tell y'all what, y'all don't pay, okay, cool. I tell y'all what, y'all don't, y'all don't pay people to promote, all right, cool. Well, listen, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clause in the contract Say she get 5%. How about we make it 5% first dollar gross? You ain't got to pay us. You know what I'm saying? We'll go ahead. And, but they, But the thing is, I think what you guys recognize, they had no intention. Well, see, they had no intention. But what we don't recognize
1: is as a black woman in America, period, who stands up for us? Mm-hmm. And that's why when people were looking at my husband like, what is he doing? What? Well, I said to him, I said, Daddy, it's foreign what you're doing. Because tell me the black woman that got her ass handed to her and you saw her black man standing right there. Now, Well, I be trying. She, she,
4: she <laughs> sitting me down. All no,
2: the,
1: baby, you
3: do a
2: good job. But I mean, me in reference sit your to, ass down, you finna fuck up some money.
1: Like when you look <laughs> at Ida B. Wells... You don't see the pictures of Ida B. Wells and her husband.
4: Mm. When you
1: look at Hazel Scott, you don't see Hazel Scott and Adam Clayton Powell. Mm -hmm. When you look at Eartha Kitt, you didn't see Eartha Kitt and another black man. Mm. You saw these black women. When you saw Shirley Chisholm, when you saw Fannie Lou Hamer, when you saw Hattie McDaniel, you saw us standing by ourselves. That's right. So when people saw Monique and Monique's husband said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm standing right here with you. People were saying, oh, my God, what is he doing? Well, I knew what he was doing. He was saying, I'm honoring this black woman. And what I won't let y'all do is run over her right. and take advantage of her. And we won't waver. So when I, and when I would hear the black male comedians, that was the part that was hurtful. Because <clears throat> I've been on the road with you cats. Right. Y'all know what it is when we're making $50 in one night right. and we trying to get to the next city. Right. Y'all know what it is. If my resume—and I say this humbly—if my resume didn't say what it said, I would have no fight. If I was a new baby in this business, you goddamn right, I'm on the plane to con because mm-hmm. I'm a new baby in the business. Right. You talking about somebody thirty years in? Mm-hmm. So why do we have to keep acting like we're brand new every time we go to the bat? Right. It's like, oh well, now I'm back up at the bat for the first time.
2: So, yeah. <laughs> I, I could dig that. Yeah. I mean, now I mean I'm gonna tell you, like for the. Um, <clears throat> For the comedians, and you know, especially, you know what I'm saying, is it, but the comedians, they do bits based on news. You dig what I'm saying? I don't think anyone maliciously had, I don't, that I saw, and I ain't seen everything, but I didn't see anything that I felt like was kind of like, let me pick on Monique because I think she's out of her mind. I'm thinking like, I, well, how I saw it was, this is a comedian who's watching the news right now, and this is a part of the news cycle, and he's going to use this bit to get laughs. That's that's there how. was a
1: rule in yeah. comedy, okay? When we were coming up,
2: okay, let's hear you
1: didn't attack one another. Mm. Yeah. See, there was a time, baby. See, Bernie Mac is missed, mm. and not for what he did on stage, okay, but for who he was off stage. Okay, I believe in my heart, if Bernie Mac was still living, that nigga would have jumped up and said, Are y'all crazy? Yeah, we. That's our girl. That's our little sister. What we doing? Right. So when you say we take a bit, as a 30-year comedian, we had a comic come on the Monique show.
2: A comic? A comic.
4: Okay.
1: And when that comic went up to that mic, he began to make jokes about my sister sitting right there. What? (laughs) And the audience said, my husband came out and said, cut. Who who Mm -hmm. was the comic? It ain't even important. Did it there? No, let me tell you what happened. Okay. He said, brother, that's family, and we don't do that here. Mm. Now, if you got another seven minutes, we'll reintroduce you, and you come back out here and do your thing. And that brother came back out, and to his credit, he ripped that shit. Mm. But as a... Where was I? I didn't, I missed all of this. <laughs> I know.
0: You weren't there because you never would, you never saw that because it never made it to the light of day. Right. And let me say this if I, appreciate I may. appreciate that, yeah. Because... Well, I
2: don't, I sure wish we could have damn seen it because that's when I get to, I get to perform at that point. Well, <laughs> no, because
0: don't. you might not remember, but I approached you right. and we were at the Lenox Mall and we were, I was eating outside and I turned around and it was you with some comrades mm-hmm. and I approached you and I said we're doing the Monique show we can't be down here and I had the King of the South come on the show mm-hmm. you wasn't trying to play big not this I wasn't going to shake your hand because you're sitting there eating you said now nah, man come on dog shook my hand and said hey I'm going to come on the show damn it you was on the show <laughs> for me I'm loyal too right I don't on. forget that So what they couldn't do, and because of what the Monique show was, Mm -hmm. that was about the upliftment of our folks. So you're not going to come on there cracking no jokes about folks. And that's the only time I had to shut the show down that wasn't related to legal saying you got a a logo on your shirt or something like that. Because when you came up to, she came up for, we were going to do something with Big Jim. Mm -hmm. Came up for that. So it's like this is why... We had to come down when y'all said, hey, because the same love y'all gave us, we got to do the same thing. So
1: that's why you can't excuse a comedian, especially when y'all go back, when y'all ate crystals together
0: mm.
1: and that's all the money you had
2: you know what now that's a deep hey, that's some deep shit now. when you, y'all, done, ate, when you niggas, done ate crystal you done bust down a sack pool with something. a motherfucker man <laughs> one
1: time me earthquake and Ricky Smiley <laughs> we had about $250 between all of us right. that was gas we had to stay somewhere we went to crystals that was the first time damn that I ate about twenty hamburgers <laughs> and had to excuse myself, <laughs> and I told her, I want to apologize." <laughs> if Maine didn't show up, but, nah. so I mean, that's that's like I'll say,
0: but it wasn't
2: them, though. no, no, nah. no, and it, I wouldn't imagine that for me. No, either.
1: to say was it were they being malicious? No. But you got to know where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. You got to know where to say some things we don't touch on y'all because that's a little, especially if I've had you in my home.
0: But it wasn't doing a stand up though. It was just them yeah, having it, just
2: conversations. So mm-hmm.
0: it wasn't them doing stand up. It was just them having commentary.
2: Oh, so you saying, so you're saying the people that you're speaking about had just unsavory commentary. things yeah. to say in conversation. Yes. Gotcha,
1: and it's just okay. Wait a minute, that's totally different. When did we become? When did you become unbenefited with me? That's right. Like when did this? When did we have a problem? So, but again, it goes back to being that black woman, and then you got to look at the package. I'm a fat black woman.
2: Man, that don't so, mean
1: that. Uh, well, I want you to pay attention to it. you go
2: being
0: open-minded again. No, nah, I'm just
2: saying that don't mean uh, you you that. You are a lovely, beautiful, smart, yes, you talented, are. Right. and gifted black said, woman. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you, you are. are. And, I,
1: and I thank you for that. But when you look at Hattie McDaniel and Lena Horne, they had to shut Hattie McDaniel down because she didn't look like the representation that they thought she should be for black people. Claudette When Colvin. you understand Claudette Colvin and Rosa Parks.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Again,
1: yeah. because she didn't look the part, mm-hmm. we're now going to change history and give it to this woman. Mm-hmm. So I don't say that to knock me down at yeah, all. Right. I say that because what we've been shown in history, when you look like me, you're supposed to say, thank you for having me at the party. And which, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Because I know if a black woman's chances are slim, what's a fat black woman's chances? So I really should have said nothing. So I understand the sickness mm. of us mm. and how we think about each other.
2: Yeah, I think that's terrible. Yeah. If that has any truth to it, which I'm sure it does, I just think, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's it's just egregiously despicable for us to even have that kind of mindset among society. Uh, maybe that's some of the shit that will change with this coronavirus. After it's all washed away, maybe all the bullshit will wash away A lot of it. fat bitches gonna come out of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, we gonna be eating And the, and <laughs> the rich can. Yeah. You know, I think well, Lizzo has Lizzo, changed that for Lizzo everybody. is changing it. Man, yeah. Lizzo sat her fat ass black cheeks on that goddamn uh, on the floor at the Laker game. No, not that, no, and I'm not. I don't mean that to 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 speak of her weight or her body type. I'm saying the fact she had no pants on. She was in her g strings, sitting her naked ass cheeks on the Lakers, the Lakers flow seats. At a game. And every time they had a commercial, she made sure she got up and showed a little bit to the audiences <laughs> as, as, as the cameras came back. Now, that is confidence if I've never seen it.
1: It is.
2: <clears throat> it is. And
1: I was, I, I'm like, baby girl, go be you. And I want to tell you how I appreciate it when you said fat ass.
2: <laughs> you know, because... Well, see, I mean no, no, fat ass. Right. I mean right. fat ass. Right, You see what I'm see, saying? a black
1: man can say fat ass in a way. you be like, all right, dude. All right, my husband, like, bring that fat ass over here. You want me to skip or hide? You want me to bring this fat ass to you? You want it in heels or sneakers? <laughs> you know, so... So, we don't take offense right. like that. Big women, we be like, nigga, because... <laughs> you know <laughs> black men don't want a fat ass woman that's right okay shit. some women want a fat ass woman
2: you dig what i'm saying right. i mean i think that you have definitely kind of shaped and molded uh the industry to fit you instead of trying to shape and mold yourself to fit the industry and that is beauty you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying uh i think you know When we get into it, the best thing, the most important thing that we can have when we get into the industry is a sense of self. Knowing who we are before we step foot into this clusterfuck, uh, this kerfuffle of a career that we are going to have. Yes. Um, and you've done it with grace, with dignity, with integrity. And, you know, I salute you, respect you, and love you as yes. I do your this king you have on side of you. And uh, it is not fit for me or anyone else to judge you, the path you've taken to get here, and what it took for you to get here. Um, now, I mean, uh, let's see here. I would like to know from you, as a legendary stand-up comedian... Who's your top five?
1: That's a good one, baby. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't think I have a top five. Hmm. I am one of the funniest people that I've ever met
4: Mm -hmm.
1: that makes me laugh uncontrollably. Mm. Is the man sitting to my left. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then Richard Pryor. Right. Okay. Yes, Richard know. Pryor. <laughs> but, yeah, yes, indeed. Pryor. Um, but Richard Pryor, I remember Sidney saying to me some years ago, he said, you're funny, but you haven't touched it yet. Mm. Because the audience don't know you. Mm. They just know you funny. Right. He said, and mama, we know the greats. You knew Richard Pryor's flaws. You knew his ups, downs, high, not high. Mm -hmm. You knew everything about him. So he really helped me change when I walked on that stage. I was now no no longer trying to just tell jokes. So to say a top five, I don't have a top five. I think that uh, Richard Pryor is right there. And it's another woman that I would like to put on that list who really opened the doors up for so many of us. Mm -hmm. Her name is Sylvia
2: Morrison. Sylvia Morrison. Yes. Haven't heard of her.
1: She's been in the game for 50 years.
2: She's still alive?
1: She's still alive. Okay. She was the first black female writer on Saturday Night Live. Okay. But what they did was they gave her the title as production assistant. So Uh. when it goes down in history, you never see this woman's name. Damn. Mm. So, again, it's a black woman. Damn. How many
0: impressions can she do? She
1: can do, oh, my God, over 100 impressions. Mm. And... She toured with Whitney Whitney Houston. Um, um, She was the one, the night that Muhammad Ali and Billy Crystal. Uh Remember when Billy Crystal was at the roast for Muhammad Ali? Okay. Well, actually, her name was Sylvia Morrison. And she went before Billy Crystal. Uh And Muhammad Ali raised her hand up as the champ. He says, this one right here, Mm. this is our winner. They cut that part. What? And they put Billy Crystal in the way and it took Billy Crystal's career like this I didn't but know they that. cut Sylvia Morrison totally out of it wow. so she has to rank up there for me because the ass whippings that black woman had to take Geesh. she said Monique I did it for 10 years and never got paid
4: mm. she
1: said so when I saw you with this lawsuit with Netflix she said I cried I was so proud she said because it's for all of us all the black women in this comedy game who's never been paid fairly, who's never been treated fairly. Mm. And you, you going to take the stand? I said, well, I had no choice. I had no choice to take, to say, I'm not going to do anything. I had no choice. Mm. But when you know women like that,
2: that
1: you did it for 10 years and didn't get paid at all just for the love of it and you still get mistreated, but you won't walk away from it. She ranks up there. Well,
2: we need to celebrate this woman. Yes. You know, Especially being that it is uh women's international.
1: Yes.
2: Month. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, International Women's Month, Women's International Month. I don't know how the, the actual proper way to say it, but I'd like to celebrate all the women here and all the women listening. You know what I'm saying, uh, oh, except for the ain't shit bitches that might be within an ear shot, because I know it's some of y'all out there dragging <laughs> men by their ears all through the mud, forgetting about them, dropping them off oh. once you get to the to the Louis Vuitton stove. Just to pick up the big wallet,
3: to go in there and live high, fat off the hog. They just doing what's been done to them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, You see the
2: great conversations we have.
3: But, you know, uh, speaking of uh, Monique getting back on stage, I saw something. We started watching it, and we had to leave. It was a show that she was, it was a new show. The Showtime, Monique and Friends. Okay. What's
2: up? What's
1: the skinny on it? Monique and friends. um, Cindy and I exec produced it, and we picked out some comics to introduce. Amazing. Some veteran comics and some brand new babies. Okay. And um, Showtime called us up. Said, "Hey." We said, "Hey." Uh, It made sense. Yeah. And then we got it done, and it was just fun.
3: You know? So, so we got to go back and finish watching it. Because okay, let's do it. I we just got we, to.
2: we 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 have so many incomplete shows that we have to go back yeah. and watch.
3: But that was one I remember her coming on the stage saying that she, you know, she was happy to be back on stage and yes. all of so and so and so and so and how it was going to be a funny show. Mm-hmm. and We had to leave. Mm-hmm. Where so, were we leaving from? We was in California. We was in LA. We was going somewhere. I
2: don't know. Okay, yeah. But does see remember? We talking about the good old days when we can go outside when we wanted to, and we can fly, and we can travel from this state to that state. Remember the good old days, like a week ago? Um, <laughs> we gotta go and
3: watch Monique and Friends. Yeah, Definitely. everybody
2: on Showtime.
3: And so, but you said you sued Netflix. We're in a lawsuit. You're in a
2: lawsuit Netflix. right yes. now with Netflix. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Sydney, man, do you guys have conversations with your children? Kind of like you know, especially during the coronavirus, about the health and wellness and like social distancing. Have you guys had that discussion yet?
0: I thought you were going to go somewhere
1: else. Me too, uh, baby, because I was going yeah. to that conversation we just had. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, well, I guess let me let me think about where I should have went just now. Let me think now. Well,
0: when you when you mentioned Netflix and the other things that we're dealing with. I I thought you were going to ask do we have questions in reference to the social aspects of what's taking on the day especially dealing with race Okay, and having three uh, black young men that you raise in, we definitively have that and one of the things that um, as a black man that I had to impart or have to on a regular basis impart upon them is the fact that you must stand by your black woman and Not just appreciate your mother, but I got an opportunity to listen to a woman born in 1903 telling me about all the things that she was denied. And what happens is we as men, we don't purposely overlook it. But because we are men, we don't detect. We don't see um, the dynamics that are taking place. So we have to have conversation with them on a regular basis where we're saying you can love everybody. Right. Don't deny yourself and don't be afraid to speak up in reference to something. Right. And you must always support your woman because they are the the black woman is the most disrespected yeah. being on the face the of the earth. The most underprotected. There's, there's a sister named Kimberly Crenshaw, Kimberly Crenshaw, who spoke to a dynamic called intersectionalism, uh-huh. which is dealing with so many dynamics of how that black woman is... Being abused, you cannot call a woman who is black a anything other than a black woman because they're interconnected. Uh When you look up and I keep a quote with me, Monique has it in in, uh, uh, my phone. When you look up Susan B. Anthony and she was fighting for the rights for women to vote. Uh She said in there that the Negro should be second. It should be the most intelligent and the essentially white woman that she was fighting for their right to vote. The black woman wasn't included in that. Right. So when you see these things, we have conversations in reference to that because the bottom line is if you want certain things to change, you've got to teach and you have daughters. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's a level of respect that we as black men have to have for black women right. because if we held the black woman down in the way in which historically they've held us down, we as a collective race, we as a collective, because I won't, I won't use the word race because that's a word that was created. But we collectively as a people in this Western Hemisphere, we would grow exponentially.
2: Right. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, so that that is more so about, I guess, the oligarchs of society uh the 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 people who have 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 assumed the majority of the wealth and influence who control the media control what we see control what we hear um and how to kind of uh uh defend ourselves and remain insulated within our communities and not be affected to the negative degree from their uh uh intentions or agendas
0: it would seem that way at first glance, but the reality is is it a lot of times is us it's us as black it men is. that that's right there in the home. It I mean is. when I hear my my grandmother tell me I, I I had papers upstairs when I was going to nursing school with 95 98s, but your grandfather didn't want me to be a nurse because that wasn't a, a a negative towards his manhood. when she opened up a little, restaurant down at the corner and after he and his boys got finished drinking across the way at the bar they would go run up a tab at old grandma's spot and she said it wasn't nothing more than a little greasy spoon. I was serving up hamburgers, hot dogs, coffee but she said but the niggas came over after they (laughs) that's how grandma taught, Sagittarian the niggas came over after running up a tab and they run up a tab and grandma had to close the door so she said whatever you do let your woman be herself. And if she worth a dime, mm-hmm. she'll appreciate that. So she groomed me for her.
4: Mm.
2: That's, you know what? Mm.
0: That's, that, that is amazing.
2: That is cause my mama groomed me to be a player. You hear what I'm saying? No mama <laughs> that bullshit. Now the reason I say that cause my mama ain't never been married. My daddy died single. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you're speaking of someone who has uh, uh, learned from the experience of, of relationships uh, the things that work the things that don't and telling you from a female perspective, uh, as a male, how you can be a better companion to whatever woman you choose. to I had to learn that shit on my own. That's what I'm trying to say. I ain't had nobody teach me that. I had to bump my head, and be like, "Oh shit, that that one, right? Okay, uh, let's figure that." But 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 some things you had to learn on your own too. Now, you see what I'm saying? Some things you had to learn. Lo- how oh, you bring <laughs> me in? See, it, see, what, see, what, see, this shit have nothing to
4: do with. <laughs> I,
2: God, I don't remember. She just karate chopped me in the chest just like three seconds ago. did nobody see that?
3: No, they did not, not see that. did nobody see that. <laughs> you I'll, only see the reaction. Something you never, he said was let your woman. Yeah, I know it. Then you
2: karate yeah. chop me. And you know what I'm saying? And I don't have to. See, that's the thing. I ain't got to let you do a damn thing. You do whatever it is you want to do. Anytime you want to do it. It ain't like I ain't the, the
3: But I'm would love. i not the
2: determining factor I look, would love
3: your blessings. Who wants listen, to just go really, I'm just gonna do it My, do You it anyway. do
2: it all the time. I don't but what want I'm trying to say do that. but look what I'm trying to say uh, a lot of times just as as Monique has, has has clearly stated, when you are doing something that is unique that is uh, uh, groundbreaking, trend-setting, You can't look for everybody to see what you're saying at the time when you're saying it. They got to get to see it over a course of a period of time. Yeah, that's you can't necessarily. So, but when so you... if I if I don't see it right then. Then that should make you work it, harder at showing me this, and eventually
3: I'd be like, "Oh, okay." You yeah, know but no, I I, I don't I, I don't feel that because anything you that you're that. doing, you want a person you support me. So you Wait a minute. you got to be you ain't behind me. You ain't this that Whoa. you ain't got <laughs> time for this, but then when the woman is doing it, it's like now. Nah. You, you got no, to do the same. This. what
2: I'm trying to say is uh, when I tell you to support me, I want you to physically be there to support me. Right, that means... I don't mean support the idea. I don't need take you to support a, take the away, idea.
3: Take away from my... From the, never mind. Okay. You know... <laughs> I don't need you. To, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't. You know, I don't. We my ideas right don't there. need I'm the support. Saying, I a physically woman, need a the support of loves, my woman
2: to be there.
3: A woman would love the blessing of her man when she's trying to do something in the world. When she has an idea that she feels strongly about, she don't want that man to just be like. What is,
2: what is that? That's you. No, it isn't. Yes, it That's, is. You are telling a terrible <laughs> disservice to me. Oh, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> it's a terrible disservice to the That's truth. So Sydney's <laughs> grandmother, though I've never
1: met her, mm. she's taught me how to be a wife,
4: mm.
2: a
1: mother, just in the stories that he tells me about his grandmother.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I said, coming into our relationship, Tani, I was... I was a mess.
4: Mm.
1: And I was a handful.
2: That's right. That's all right. She was too.
1: And and I could still be that, right? But my husband loves me with the patience of a grandmother. Mm. And I don't make any decisions without my husband saying, that's the way we're gonna go. That's the way we're not gonna go. And it's not no authority thing. I just, as his wife. I feel better. So I understand when she says. The wife wants that husband to say, Hey baby, we, we got this That's because right. if my husband doesn't approve it, I don't feel good about it.
2: Right. right. We will, we will, we will go out here in, 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 uh, on a limb in public forum saying that we've had a conversation about Hollywood being, uh, gender bias. Yes. Okay. um, how do you continue to amplify that message and what, if anything, will it take to change it?
1: Well, we amplify by keep talking about it.
2: Okay. What we're doing right now. Okay. We don't
1: stop having the conversation. And to say what is it gonna do what what will it take to change it, we gotta keep having the conversation. Right. That's that's what's gonna change it. And we gotta get to a place where we can't be afraid to say, I'm willing to lose everything. Mm. Because I can't have you have me in prison mm-hmm. by some stuff.
2: That's right. Because
1: if you got me scared of, oh, shit, how are we going to pay the mortgage?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, how are we going to pay this car note? So now I'm your slave. Now you can have me go any way mm-hmm. you want me to go because you know I'm fearful mm-hmm. of losing it. Well, goddammit, I used to work at Popeye's drive-thru.
4: Right.
1: So <laughs> it, 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 there's no fear in saying we got to be brave enough to say, not only am I not going to accept that, I'm going to sit down till you get it right. And if every black woman... Mm-hmm. And the entertainment industry mm. said, we're going to sit down till y'all get it right, mm-hmm. because you'll have some that's way up here, That's right. but they're the only one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's so much talent amongst us. That's right. How come you only pick one? Well, that's the carrot. If I can keep the carrot dangling, I can make you do anything because don't you want to be where they are? Right. So we keep having the conversation, and it does take our black men also. So I want to thank Chance the Rapper. I want to thank LeBron James. I want to thank Childers Gambino. We want to thank you, T.I., brothers that's in the industry saying, hold up, y'all.
0: David Banner. Yeah, our David, our David, brother definitely. David
1: Banner. They're saying we're not accepting it. We got to stand with our sisters, not just the sisters standing
0: Right. And, and we also have to read the information that's put out there, because when the president and CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, said in reference to his chief PR person who he had to fire, Jonathan Friedland, when he used the when he called or used the word nigger twice, he said the first time he just thought it was an anomaly. And due to his privilege, he did. He intellectualized that word. And it took him the second time for him using the word nigger to fire him. Well, what that would say to me, and I'm not Einstein, Hmm. if your privilege has allowed you to intellectual intellectualize the word nigger, how can you be in tune to something as nuanced as pay disparity for the black woman? Now, something as v- overt as the word "nigger" that's the Mount, Rush- Mount Rushmore of words you don't use as it relates to people of color. Mm. But you somehow are uh, insightful enough to notice something as nuanced as pay discrimination, uh, pay discrimination uh, towards the black woman. I, I-, I challenge that theory.
4: Mm
2: I don't know, man. I need to look into it, man. I mean, so you say the guy that said nigga is no longer working for Netflix.
0: After the second time, after he said it and Reed Hastings made a, a public apology that you can, you know, pull up okay. and you can read the apology. And when you see it, you like this borders on ridiculousness.
2: Mm. So what happened the first time that it was said? Was it a joke? He believed
0: it was an anomaly. Okay. So it was kind of swept under the rug. They had another uh, meeting. Where So he got he, a warning. After it, he
2: said it the first time, there was like a warning. They didn't
0: really address it as a warning as much as him stating he thought it was an anomaly, a slip of the tongue. uh The gentleman not understanding the, um, the dynamics, the magnitude of how that can affect uh people of color. They had another meeting where that gentleman, uh, Jonathan, did not address or apologize in reference to it. Then he used the word again, which that led the individuals there to be in an uproar. So that was an indication to him that he need to fire him at that point. Uh. So when you have to be, you know, when you're old enough to be a chief PR person and you're the CEO, you would think that logically um, you would be aware of words and social cues such as a uh, nigger that you would not utilize. But then you're supposed to expect people to those same people mm-hmm. to be cognizant of the disparity amongst Black women, as opposed to their privilege. Once again,
2: vetoing. So, so you're saying that if you didn't know this, how could we expect that you would have that that you would have known that? How would you? I, I, I mean,
1: I want to give you something else to research. Okay. Remember, Orange is the New Black. I do. That gave Netflix critical acclaim.
2: Okay. That show. Wasn't that, I think that was one of their first originals,
4: wasn't it? Yes. Okay.
1: And when you see the sister Danielle Brooks come out, Mm -hmm. and she says, it's a little disheartening to find out that the cast of Stranger Things in their third season was making $200,000 an episode. And when I started, I was making $5,000 an episode. Mm. And to know that I wasn't making that when our show finished. Mm. And that's a black woman that was brave enough to say, this is what they paid me. Now, $5,000 mm-hmm. an episode. In the inter- You looking at me like what? <laughs> right? Like, huh? And like she said. And she said
2: that she started there.
1: She started there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we critically acclaimed. Yeah. And when she say
2: she didn't finish. By second season, it should have been, uh, been, it should have been, it should have. I can't say it should have been 200000 No, 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 That's 200000 for they the cast start, to
1: split. No, no baby, that's piece. per cast member, per episode. Geez. So, again. they almost up with you. Because we have, we don't take the time to really research it. Mm-hmm. What I say, put the numbers on the table like y'all doing sports. You Put know. the numbers on the table. And when See, you I, think it,
2: that's the, I think that's the thing because, you know what I'm saying, I mean, not for good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, the, the model of the streaming network that we know as Netflix is they don't give the analytics that justify payment for this or that. So that is why it's very hard to have the discussion because... And that's called bullshit, T.I.
1: So we're not even going to do that. We like that, that, just, Then this shit, we're just going to make shit up. Well, we can't go on, we can't go on this, we can't go on that. These are our rules, the analytics. So what the analytics says is we ain't got to pay your black ass fairly, and we can hold on that forever. Mm. When you got to know that LeBron James got to go in and say to Netflix, you got to pay Octavia Spencer fairly. Mm. When you know that Jessica Chastain has to go in to Netflix and say, you got to pay Octavia Spencer fairly. Mm. Why is it that people got to go? Go in and say you've got to pay her fairly. Hmm. Why is that? And when you put Jessica Chastain's resume down and Octavia Spencer's, mm-hmm. they don't compare. Though Jessica Chastain is a bad sister, mm-hmm. she's a bad sister, white girl. Octavia Spencer, they don't compare. Is, you know, yeah, she's so why does this white woman have to go to Netflix to fight for and say you got to pay her equal to me?
2: I think that is uh that is a fair that is a fair point. That is- that's a fair point. I believe in equal payment for equal work That's and it. and and if you if you if you bring the the numbers and you have the resume and you have the talent and you have you know the same amount of work ethic that this other person has and all the only difference in you guys is a difference of color or gender. I believe that I definitely believe that that should be fair pay, fair and equal
0: pay.
1: That's all we're saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I I can't I can't I, I can't find a logical argument. When Robbie Prawl in the New York Times, who was the guy we were negotiating with, he was in charge of the comedy specials, says to the New York Times, we have to do better. What does that mean? If you have to do better, mm. you've just indicted yourself. And what would be the most, uh, uh, for me, humanistic thing to do is to say, you know what? Once again, due to our privilege, we were not aware of of what it is that they're presenting to us and the arguments that they're presenting are making us look inwardly mm-hmm. and we have to address that and we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you've been so emboldened to not have to ask questions because the reporters will ask you the question mm. not ask them go go, knock on that door and ask Lionsgate why do you think it was okay for you to ask Monique to do something for free but y'all think that she was difficult and Listen to the word difficult. Now nah, she came in there and slapped the shit. Her husband came out there and cussed folks out. Difficult is the equivalent of silence of the lambs when you saw the guy sprawled out looking like an angel after he had killed the guard. It allowed you to use your imagination to figure out how he got up there. Difficult is a word that allows you to use your imagination to figure out how are yeah. they difficult. And whatever you come up with, okay. that's what it is.
2: It's definitely left up into. it leaves a lot to interpret. Absolutely. It definitely does. Now, uh, Monica, you good at improv? Yes. Oh,
4: okay. Well, I didn't
1: mean to say it like that. But- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. It's okay. It's
4: okay, shit. Okay, now. So this is what I do. I've been doing it for 30 years.
2: What's your type? Like, what would you call Would you say you have a certain type of comedy, a genre, if you would? Um...
1: If I was born back in the time with Red Fox, LaWanda Page, Flip Wilson, mm-hmm. I, I, I just like honest comedy. Gotcha. And I like grown-up comedy. I don't like the shit where they say, you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. No, bitches, ain't what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be as uncareful as I can. Yeah, yeah, man,
2: that's real. I just found out that there were genres of comedy, just like music. I just learned that. It's really not. It's really not? No. So funny
1: is funny. And this is what made me laugh years ago when I started hearing Christian comedy. I'm like, what the fuck is, what is, what the is Christian comedy? Then people became Christian comedians. I'm yeah. like, y'all, I was on the road with y'all ass, and you were saying dick and pussy fucks and all them things. You got saved? What happened? So funny is funny. Like, I've seen... I've seen funny every kind of way, so I don't, funny is just funny to me.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, What's your perfect role, your dream role, you think?
1: I'm playing it. Okay. I'm in
2: it. That's it? I'm in it, baby. That's right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. That brings me to my next question. What is next for Monique?
1: That's a great question. And I used to answer it Mm. with all these things. Okay. And then the universe said, "Is that what you think?" Mm. So what you better say is, "You just hope to get to tomorrow." Okay. Because today is beautiful. So what's next for me? I hope that I get to tomorrow.
2: That's what's up. I know that you have a lot of things going on. Tamika just mentioned your Showtime show, Monique and Friends. Uh, you shared your workout video on uh, the morning show and talked about you know your weight loss and some of your workout secrets. Um, I think that that's that's. That's intense. Like yeah, it, like do you still work out like that? Yes, every day. About four four five
1: times four, a week. Four or five times a week. Uh-huh.
2: That's something you participate with? You, you you in that too, Sydney?
0: The same trainer that beats her up beats me up. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what's up, man. I mean, I, I commend you guys, man, just, you know, for, for staying sane and sticking together through all of the madness. You dig what I'm saying? Uh and and, and being making legendary steps toward... Success and and sustaining success in at the process that is phenomenal to me.
0: And y'all are part of the Mm. global mixed gender. Basketball league, right? Global mixed gender. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one that's the thing. <laughs> that's yes. That's yes. Thing.
3: yes. Oh yeah, that's you you have one now. You yes, we're team.
2: the Houston equalizers. Yes.
3: Okay. Yes, right.
2: yes. I, I they, heard about it. Yeah, they
1: told me about your team. Uh-huh.
3: I said, bring it, bring it. <laughs> bring bring
1: T I bring the chill.
2: Bring everybody for this ass whoop. Oh my yeah, goodness. She's talking greasy, baby. She is talking She's
1: greasy. Now, we're
3: gonna listen, have to now, see
2: her, baby. Now listen, I'm gonna let y'all handle it. I'm gonna no, let you me and Sydney gonna be back there drinking sky. Y'all go. <laughs> y'all, we going to be in the skybox. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Your wife got a team too. Yes, my wife got a team. And you we know, got chunky cheerleaders.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just so y'all know. Okay. Just so
1: y'all know, size 14s, baby booty shorts. <laughs> Just so y'all know what we're doing. Okay. We're we
3: coming with everything we got.
2: Got All the, right. the Lizos. I got to get,
3: <laughs> <You gotta laughs> get on mine. Got
2: to get on my tail. The little, little <laughs> The little <Lizzo. laughs> Hey, man. Hey, so, and Tamika has a phenomenal idea. That I uh, that I support, uh, Thank you. that that uh, I think is, is is an incredible idea. It's called the Rich Wives Club. Okay. So that's what basically. You are. So just similar to uh, Husbands of Hollywood, kind of like a spoof for uh, a reality show that's not really a reality show. Where you have people like uh, you know me and Offset and and Sydney and all of us who have rich wives who you you, you, you probably want to tell your wife or something but you can't. Cause she, could cause she rich and she'll leave your ass in a minute. We
1: can't do and the go, show.
2: And go do because this
1: nigga gonna tell me everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but see, it's fiction, though. That's Oh, the we playing. Yeah, okay. we playing. It's fiction. It's fiction. Uh, that means you know, but but it's a phenomenal idea, and I think that Tamika, you should get with you should get with a writer and get with people who you can help you know kind of build it out a little bit.
3: I would love to because okay, look, we got a writer over there, but um, <laughs> um, you <laughs> know, it's different. It's different, you know. 'Cause every situation, you know, you might have a wife that's running her household and her husband uh but you might have a wife like me. My husband is rich and he ain't really taking a lot of shit, so I don't know why you sitting up there acting like that. But oh, you know, it's different different situations, you know what I'm saying?
2: I'm the most docile multimillionaire you will ever find in a in a marriage. I'm talking about what does I docile am, mean? The docile it means uh humble. It means yeah, meek. Saying? That means meek. You know what I'm saying? I am, you know, I. if you'd have met me years ago and saw me today, you would think it was different, a different person completely totally agree different with that. you see what i'm saying i'm extremely subdued now you dig i have gained my cooth, if you will <laughs> <laughs> yes. and i mean you know what i'm saying i don't mind uh because i think the more sane i become the more quiet i become you know what i mean the more educated i become the more patient I, become. I think that a lot of times my angst, if you will, or, or, or just my frustration um, or my agitation, visible agitation, it, it, it comes from running out of ideas of how to solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have been trying and you have been, okay, I tried it this way. I tried it that way. Okay, I've tried it this way. I've tried it that way. And then I'm still, I'm like, man, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? So the more I educate myself, the more I learn, you know, I learn how to diagnose me of my issues. And I can diagnose her of her issues in my head. See, I can't necessarily say that shit out loud, but I can say, mm, mm. I read about that. I know what this is. Okay, uh, but but see, she won't she won't accept it. See, in my relationship, I'm the motherfucker got to deal with some problems. I'm the motherfucker got to change some shit. See, Be what the the, the the main thing I got to come to the realization of is she is perfect and I am fucked up in the head. You oh see? Nah, there you <laughs> go. As you have learned by sitting here, I am the only motherfucker got some shit to change by themselves, You're and really- that is okay with me. I've grown to accept and appreciate that because this is the best place for me to be.
3: Oh, that was sweet. That Wait a uh, You see yes, what I'm so saying? So good. We really need to get on this rich wives club.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't work for you, though. No, That's right. what I we just want you to remember. I just
3: want you to work with me.
2: Okay. I will. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'll work with you. Uh, I thank you guys so much we for coming on Expeditiously. Um, let me see something. Let's see here i uh have a tradition here that is um the tradition here is the word of the week, but this word in particular has it, it, it is not out of my vocabulary, so we're going to learn this one together uh and and I'm going to go to the person who gave me this piece of paper and uh, we're going to ask them exactly how to pronounce Let's this motherfucker. you hear what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Let's make sure that that's right before we just go to saying it that loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. See. That's, Was it I'm indomitable? Trying. It is. Indomitable. It as is.
0: in spirit.
2: Yeah. Here, I'm Won't be saying. defeated. There you go. Yeah. Right on. There you go. I sure appreciate you, brother. My man. All right. So as we have just as we have just learned from Sydney, the word <laughs> of the week. <laughs> The word of the week is is befitting to Monique and her tenacious ways. Uh, Indomitable. Indomitable is the word and the definition is incapable of being subdued or overcome as persons will or as persons will or encourage unconquerable. All right, and I believe that that describes you and your path and your journey. That is what you represent to to the culture and the generation and to Black Hollywood, if you will. Now, what I do now is use it in a sentence, so people who listen to it can go on and use it themselves, like they always knew it, giving us no credit at all. Especially Sydney, Sydney, I must give you all the credit for this word because. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, throughout her life and career, Monique has proven to be a woman of indomitable spirit. Thank you guys Thank all of you for And thank y'all For listening through To us Sort through our shit You see what I'm saying Because that's what You didn't expect You see what I'm saying <laughs> That's what makes it special yep. Baby yep. You see what I'm saying What you didn't expect Was to help us Get through our bullshit <laughs> and Thank you that's, That shows how useful You guys were In this episode Of Expeditions Hey listen man I got some exciting news My show Expeditiously Will now be available On Spotify And it's free If you already listen to music on Spotify, now you can listen to the podcast in the same place. Thanks for listening to Expeditiously with me, T.I.P. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Podcast 1 and rate and review, please. Expeditiously is produced, engineered, and edited by K.C. Morris.
4: What makes a
3: business a business? It's not the circumstances of a world that woke up on the wrong side
0: of the bed that year, that decade. It's the everyday entrepreneur ready to put themselves out there. We're all sailing against the wind right
3: now, but we will make it to shore. It's been done before, and we will do it again.
0: To help you get started, we're offering websites, marketing tools, and guidance all for free. Learn more at GoDaddy.com.
2: Where do ideas start? In the shower? On the bus? on vacation? And then once you've had a good idea, what do you do with it? Let it sit alone in your head? Or put it online with GoDaddy for the world to see? Get started with a domain and a website from GoDaddy. All the helping tools you need online.